Hi, friends. Welcome to Unyielding, a podcast for Pathways to Hope Network. Our goal for this podcast is to connect with mothers of children facing the juvenile court system. We want to use this platform to give a voice to the challenges you're facing while you're learning to navigate the sometimes scary and uncertain world we enter when our child has been charged with a crime. For the next 30 or so minutes, we hope that you will feel seen. We hope that you are reminded of your value and that you leave a little stronger than you arrived. Most importantly, though, we hope to honor the always beautiful, often heart-wrenching, unyielding love that a mother has for her child. Welcome back, friends. This is part two of my conversation with Blake. Blake has been brave enough to come on the show and to share his experiences growing up and his encounters with the juvenile court system. I truly believe that there is nothing more valuable we can receive in this experience than different perspectives. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but I think the more we challenge our natural way of thinking, the more our minds open up to the idea of doing things differently. And sometimes doing things differently can be the very thing that changes us for the better. So thank you again, Blake, for agreeing to come on the show today and sharing your perspective. Now, for those of you who haven't listened to our last episode, be sure to circle back and give that a listen. Blake did an amazing job of communicating his story in a candid and authentic way. And I really believe that hearing him talk about his experiences will resonate in one way or another with all of our listeners. All right, Blake, are you ready to get started? Yes. Perfect. I imagine that uh, when you left the JR facility at 18, life was a little bit different than when you went in. Can you share what life was like after being released? Like, did you have any kind of plan for what was next? The only two things I knew when I got out is that I wanted a job and I wanted a car within half a year. And I'm pretty sure I got a job the, the second or third day of going place to place looking around. <laughs> So that made me feel pretty good um, having a job within the first week. Yeah. Uh, it made me feel like I was starting off the right way. I was getting rides to work. I was scheduling with anybody I could to get rides to work, to never be late. I really wanted to do it the right way. Right. And just like accomplishing some of the short-term goals I set for myself throughout that first period of time just made me feel like like I was doing it the right way this time and that it's not it's not as hard as I thought it would be it made a lot to see that everyone kept their word that you know if I did have troubles I could just ask for help and they'll show me how to do it or they'll help me through something yeah so I was getting to witness everything that everyone was telling me through the through the couple years I was locked up yeah you were actually able to see it see it actually happening it wasn't just words anymore Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, not everyone's able to make the kind of changes that they need to in order to turn their life around, like after, you know, spending that amount of time in a facility and the fact that you did, it really speaks to your commitment to yourself coming out. Sometimes when I'm talking to parents who have kids that are fiercely independent and they're determined to do what they want to do, They'll often wonder if there's anything that they can do that will make a difference in the path that their child is choosing. So I guess my question to you is looking back, was there anything that anyone could have done 
to change the path that you were on? Like, was there any kind of intervention that, that they could have made that you really think would have changed the trajectory of the way things went for you? Uh, that's a hard question. So um, I always try to think about this and I can never like, it's just hard to picture, but I, but yeah. just knowing me and who I used to be, I just can't see anything that would be so powerful to make, to make me, you know, come out of that funk. Cause I yeah. was just like, I was just stuck. Yeah. I felt, I, I remember, yeah, it, that's like just a good way to describe it is I just felt stuck in, in that type of stuff, you know, that those type of things that I was doing just felt right to me. Right. You were going to do them regardless. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, when we're in our teen years, especially, and I, I know this is, it's this way for a lot, not, not everyone, but for a lot of people that we, you know, we're developing what our independence looks like. And we have our mind made up of how things are going to go. And we are going to, um, we're going to do what we're going to do regardless of, you know, consequences or, or what we might face until we come to a realization on our own, that that's not what we want. Is that how it was for you? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, that sounds exactly how it was. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your honesty with that question. I know that for myself as a teenager, even though, you know, I came from a loving home where I was supported, I mean, I made decisions that weren't always the best for me. And looking back, I'm not sure if that was because like developmentally, I wasn't able to fully grasp the consequences of my actions, or if I just didn't want to feel like I was missing out on anything. If one of our listeners today has a child who's in a place that you once were at 14, 15, or 16, and they asked you, Blake, what can I, or should I do? What would your advice be to them? The biggest thing that a parent can do is to just let your child know that someone is there because I, there were points where I felt lonely at times or going through the stuff I was going through but I wasn't my mom there there were times she would always she would always tell me she would be there for me and that she loves me and this and that and then I'd get locked up and not hear it as often as I used to and it would not feel great you know it would mm -hmm. be like kind of a letdown so keep being encouraging keep showing up keep being loving those things are the most important yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Blake, I've, um, I've really enjoyed all of the conversations that we've had. You have been open and honest about topics that most people truthfully never talk about. And I think that it just really speaks to just how much you've grown and how much you've learned from your experiences. I mean, you've developed into a very intelligent, inspiring, adaptable man. And I, I really, I can't say enough how much I appreciate how genuine you've been in all of our conversations. So let's wrap up this interview today by talking about how you're doing now. What's life like for you these days? Uh, yeah, so now I, I'm, I'm an arborist, so I climb trees for their health to take care of them or to remove trees that are at risk i have my own apartment my own car i awesome. you know a girlfriend and a dog so mm -hmm. you know i'm not hanging out with the same friends anymore 
I choose yeah. um, I choose who I hang out with very carefully now to avoid triggers and stuff that might come back from the past that yeah. might trigger me to do some of the same actions that I used to but yeah life is a lot different and it and feels were, a lot better <laughs> yeah and it feels a lot better yeah. yeah and your relationship with your mom um a lot better we talk every day um uh-huh. you know I have problems I take my problems to my mom and even yeah. if she help me she could at least be there to hear me it feels good to just like get it out even if there's not an exact answer right then and there right Um, yeah just getting it out to someone you know who's actually listening and cares right right Blake I am so proud of you and the work that you've put into be where you are today and I'm sure that your mom is so so proud of you too before we end this podcast, do you have a message that you would like to send to her today? Yeah, I would just want to tell her thank you for everything, for never giving up on me. And I just wouldn't have been able to get any through any of that without, you know, your love and support. That was beautiful. Thank you so much again. I really wish you all the best moving forward, buddy. And if there's ever anything that I can do to help keep you moving forward, please let me know because I'd be happy to help. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay, friends. Well, that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening to Unyielding. I really hope that you found this information helpful and that it served you in some way today. If you did, could you show some love to this community of mamas by leaving a review and subscribing? You know how lonely this journey can be. And when you leave positive reviews and subscribe, it makes a big difference in helping other struggling moms out there find us. Oh, and don't forget to check out Pathways to Hope Network's website. The link will always be in the show notes below, where you can access an ever-growing library of resources, like a list of local and national resources that may be helpful, a page entirely devoted to frequently asked questions, as well as our blogs that cover a variety of topics. When you visit the page, remember to subscribe so you're added to our monthly newsletter designed to encourage and educate you throughout this process and beyond. You also receive access to our closed Facebook group community, where we break down this podcast even deeper. Just a reminder, our closed group is a small group of parents just like you that understands what it's like to have a child going through the juvenile justice system. Take advantage of this opportunity to be part of a safe space where families can come together to talk about their struggles, help answer questions, and provide judgment-free encouragement. You can also find our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, where we post five days a week, posts designed to help keep you fighting. Remember, family is like life. It's a fight for territory, and once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. Until next week, friends, remember we are stronger together.